Let us say hello to Energized Cho, who I Oh, uh, the lads. You know these guys? Oh my god, do I know these lads. They have a great podcast. They come from Ireland. They speak to all the upcoming prospects in Irish MMA. Oh. These lads are right. the shit. I love them. Okay, right. let's see what they got. Energize show up the Irish. Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize One to Watch. Roscoe, introduce the guest, man. Today, we have a man who was undefeated in the amateur ranks. He turns pro this weekend, fighting out of Team KF. It's the cat, Taka Mandu. Taka, how are you doing? I'm doing good, lads. How are you? Great, man. Great, doing man. Great. Doing great. So, what's up, man? You're over in South Africa at the moment. You're going to make your pro debut this weekend. How excited are you for that? Um, this is probably the most excited I've been for a fight in a while, especially like since like the whole experience from landing to like kind of getting to meet everybody at the Promise Institute in Johannesburg yesterday and kind of seeing my opponent. Everything has been just it's just been, it's been it's been literally just been a dream. Like it's literally been like from strength to strength and kind of just familiar familiarizing myself with the environment, with the people around me to that when we're working over the next couple of fights. So it's it's been it's been it's been exciting to say the least. Yeah, you've also gone viral as well over Johannesburg as well, which is always great ahead of your uh, MMA debut. Um, what can you tell the people who haven't seen it yet? Like, uh, what exactly happened, Taka? Yeah, so I was at the press conference yesterday chatting to some media, and one of them mistook mistook Ireland for being in the UK, and like, and yeah, like, because I noticed that for like right from the start, and then like in my head, he had like a long question set, like like obviously written out, whatever. In my head, I was just like, I just ignored the the, the other half of the sent, uh, the other half of the question, and just was really focusing. Like, I kind of let that slip. So, like, I correct him. Then I just got him. Um, for, like, first off, Ireland isn't in the UK, and just and it just and it just went on from there and, and answered his question. But it had to be done because, like, you know yourself, let's like, do, do we can't let the Brits have anything. <laughs> Man, you're an absolute pro pro from day one. Calling out the reporters, no messing. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, Tiger, did, did, this this has been a long time coming. We've been talking to you for. I'd say the guts of two years minimum at this stage. <laughs> We've had a eye on you. We have a eye on everyone, as as you know yourself. And um, but tell us, how did your journey in martial arts start? So my journey in martial arts started. It started well. It started around seventeen, eighteen. It was just after my dad passed away. So I was always interested in MMA, blah blah blah. But um, like I never really got into like the actual training aspect of it until I was seventeen, eighteen. Because yeah, I actually sorry, wasn't. By the way, sorry about that as well. I read uh, I read earlier on in Ross Markey's. Ross Markey's, uh, yeah, Ross Markey's. Um, yeah, he had a play right up there earlier, and I read that. Sorry to hear about that as well, but sorry. Thanks very much. Appreciate that. But uh, yeah, so like he would, he would never let me do it because I used to, I used to get fights in school and whatnot. So he thought that that would be a catalyst for me. For so he thought me training in martial arts would be a catalyst for me going out fighting people when it would have been the exact opposite. So I never actually, so I didn't actually start training properly until I was until I met Chris actually, and and now when I was nineteen. So I kind of went, for, I kind of trained for like a month in one in a, in a gym and rush. And then just literally kind of just and it kind of just fell out of the loop of there because like it's never it never it never kind of attracted me to stay there because it's never really because when I went to the class there it was just like kind of got to hit the bag like you did like in, in like there's no technique I do well not not saying that obviously like it's a good gym but like when I was there like there wasn't any technique shown it was kind of like simple triangles and stuff like that so like it wasn't so it wasn't very engaging and I went to and then when I, when I, when I moved to Chris uh, when I joined te- Team KF at the time or so SPG at the time but Team KF now. Um, like it literally just it, like everything kind of fell into place, and like um, and like I kind of built my my martial arts my martial arts skills from there, and kind of Chris literally just gave me the perfect blueprint between the striking, the grappling, and the wrestling, and uh, everything kind of fell into place from there. The housewife's choice, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we love it in the back there hearing that. He's the only yeah, he's, he's, he's only in the front room there. We're caught watching a bit of TV. Uh, Shout out to as well. 
yeah, the two lads are absolute legends. Have a lot of time for them. Um, that that is one thing I want to touch on. Um, your frame for this weight class, Taka, is huge. Like you're very tall. I think you're what six one. Um, yeah, exactly. So like you're very big for bantamweight. Put it this way, Baz. Yeah. Corey Sandhagen's five eleven. So like Taka's taller than Corey Sandhagen. He, yeah, he looks yeah. massive there. So. What way do you use your body and your frame? And does obviously because Chris was a taller fighter as well, mm-hmm. is that really helpful? To, uh, what's called in your f- fighting style? Absolutely, like it. And like the main thing that I've been focused on since since I started training MMA was accentuating that reach advantage, that reach advantage, and using my length to my, to my advantage. And then at the end of the length as well, there's a lot of power within with shots and within with strikes. So like that kind of played an advantage as well. So like it was kind of weird because I, I always expected myself to kind of grow into like a lightweight or whatever. But obviously like the, the world, the, like the world never, like my like my physiology to, like didn't never allow me to get that big anyway. So but I think I think that's I think that but that, that benefited me so much, especially in my uh, in my amateur career because everybody everyone that I fought was smaller than me. And like, like you said, like with uh, Corey Sandhagen, he's five eleven, but he's reaches I think is like seventy two inches or seventy two inches or something. And mine's about 75, 76. So like I even have that 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 extra advantage on on the guys that. <laughs> Aren't too, that aren't that much taller than me, so or that, that aren't that much smaller than me. Excuse me, but um, yeah, like that's one of the main things that we that we wrote on literally since since they came in was just making sure to like to keep that range and and how to use it effectively in our uh, fights. On spreading the nail, on spreading the nail, lads. The John Jones of the bantamweight division. There we go. Like that's it. That's it. You're saying you're saying you're hearing it for you're hearing it for us now. You're hearing it for us now. The Irish John Jones. There we go. Oh, there we go. I, I, I love attack. I love it. And th- I suppose that's another thing. You have a very uh, strong finishing rate in your amateur career. I think you have four finishes, um, all, all with the the L hands of feet, all by TKO or, or knockout. And uh, do you yeah. feel like that is something that you know your opponent's going to look to stop? And do you think he might underestimate maybe your ground game? Yeah, actually, funny enough, they bring up the ground game because the ground game is something I've been literally been, I've been developing a lot. It's like it's obviously like in the beginning, like it, like I didn't have that much confidence in it because I was more I taught myself more more of a striker. But as time went on, and especially in the last year and a half, my grappling has took such a big jump. It's literally where it's 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 on par with my striking now, offensively and defensively. So like, you don't be surprised if you see a little bit of that coming up in this fight now as well. Fair shout out to Tom King, the the, the K and the KF. Um, what what's it? What what's it like to have such a knowledgeable coach in jujitsu in that gym? Oh, it's like it, it's it's actually it's crazy. Like you know what I mean? Because like you're learning from the best, and you're learning just correct techniques from the very from from the very beginning. So like we don't know anything but what works in, in MMA and in BJJ. So literally everything that we're learning is literally incorporated into the, the like the mixed martial arts aspect of it. So in the time like with the nogi and stuff like that. Because him and Chris go back and forth about like what, like whether Chris thinks this will work, whether Tom thinks this might work in in, uh, in MMA and stuff. So everything is literally just orientated um to to work in mixed martial arts. So it's 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 deadly having Tom and deadly having Chris and Tom working together, like to, like two minds that are expertise in the wrong fields coming together. It's just it's it's brilliant. Yeah, Taka. Also, like we want to know a bit more about you as well. What's it like just in the sort of day to day life for yourself? Like, do you do you keep like a book? You write down exactly everything you're sort of training, eating, or like what sort of do you, what are you doing behind the scenes to give yourself that extra edge in the cage? Um, like 
I don't know because like it's usually like because uh, everything is kind of just done through a team now because like I have John that kind of John Carroll um, is my SNC coach so he kind of tells me like what what's the right foods to eat and what to be kind of putting my body in like the right amounts right, right the right amounts of water and salts and stuff like that to keep me to keep me going through my day to day training because it's it's, some, it's it's very it's very vigorous so like do about two three sessions a day especially during fight camp so like that intensity like you need to, you need to be refueling your body the right way and then uh, like on a day to basis like like whenever like whenever Chris kind of shows a technique or or, or whenever I learn something. I've replayed in my head throughout the day or throughout the week or whatever, and so like that, so that so I can implement it straight into my game. So whenever you're doing rounds or whenever or whenever you're rolling or whenever you learn something, everybody's always everyone's always like everyone's always wide to what you're gonna do. But if you kind of set up in a different way and you've kind of if you think about it, if you think about it in a different way to get to the same place, it kind of it kind of gives people a, a, um it kind of kind of it kind of blinds those people a little bit. So like I usually like. I, when I first started, um, I, I used to write stuff down and I used to write all techniques down. But like as time went on, I just so like minute walk out of the gym, I'd be sitting on the bus like that, like my eyes wide open, just pre- replaying it with rain. And um, and sometimes like 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 I'd be going to sleep and like I'd be thinking about what I'd be going on the fight and like I notice myself just full on tensed up and I'm like, whew, just a deep breath, just to relax myself and bring myself back, to, bring myself back to reality and kind of try to get myself to sleep. But um, yeah, it's just more, it's more, it's more just like just playing it out in my head and constantly just thinking about it and just seeing everything and just, and kind of just trying to keep on top of things as well. And um, in terms of like the training, it's, it's very, it's very structured. Like there's like, everything is done. Everything is done according to the way that it should. And it's on a week to be braced. Like Chris has a schedule done out for us Monday to Sunday. So, you know, on this day, you know, this, this day, you know, that. And then like, and then you can take a rest, you can take a rest day whenever you want throughout the week, if you're feeling a bit beat up. So like so like you usually like like the rest day if you're, if uh, if you're in fine camp we'd like a, like a day of pads or something like that come down hit a few pads move around and kind of work on what you got work on what you're gonna be doing the fight so like it's not too it's not too intense and then the next day then you bring you bring it back up so so everything is just, everything is just done to a T yeah that sounds absolutely incredible I like how how I'm much not well that Jim Ross by the way unbelievable yeah like, what what they have done there now yeah mm-hmm. I I always sort of say um because people always ask us Taka you know what's the best gym in Ireland or what's what's the gym to look out for and I and I always say it's sort of weird because obviously you know SPG you know they have the most pro fighters but I go you know in three or four years time you know Team KF SPG Charlestown uh, SPG Cork SPG um, Dublin 24 like they all have they all have so many people on the rise I think the next wave of Irish MMA in the next two or three years you'll see so many guys in the in the in the upper echelons of of world martial arts from Absolutely. Ireland. I think I, I, I think there's a lot of hot prospects, and I suppose that leads into one of our, our shout outs for the show. Uh shout out to the Irish IMAF team uh who are gone yeah. over to Prague. Prague, yeah. mm-hmm. Prague and uh yeah. we have some incredible athletes out going over there. So a lot of them will probably end up going pro. Um mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully that they bring home a lot of medals. So shout out to all the guys over there. Hundred percent. Hopefully, hopefully they bring it back for Ireland. And um, yeah, like, and I'm uh, sorry, massive correction. One thing I know, Paddy's going to be happy with this, but uh, he actually left SBG, oh. so he's a uh, Hulan martial arts now. Yeah, so yeah. Paddy's going to look. That they'll give Paddy a little, a little, a little small there later on. But um, yeah, <laughs> no, Taka's rubbing your job, Ross. <laughs> I, I, you know what? You know what's even worse, Taka. <laughs> your text trying to make me go viral. I, I actually no, sent him a, no, no, no. a long voice note. Congratulating on moving to Hulan Martial Arts. <laughs> oh, HMA, HMA. 
All the way. That's the one. That's the one now. But um, yeah, there's there's a lot of like there's like it seemed like the um the Irish scene kind of stagnated a little bit. Like there wasn't many guys coming through. There wasn't there wasn't many prospects coming through. Well, there was, but it seemed like they just like they just took a halt or something. I don't know what what happened. But if you look at the amateur scene now, it's absolutely popping. Like some of the guys coming through now are serious, and the talent is unreal in the country. And uh, it's exciting to see now. So like hopefully now we get a couple more guys in the UFC. And um and like, like even the guys in the gym that are training with us, some of the guys come that coming up like there, there's some there's there's two seventeen year olds called Brandon and Dom and you want to you want to check these guys out they're ridiculous like they, like they have insane cardio and like they've they've only run from Chris so everything that they know is is uh, it's just the right stuff so like they're giving everybody trouble they give me trouble so like they're, they're, they're going to be two guys to watch out for when uh, eventually whenever they break out the amateur scene too. Well, that's exactly why we're doing these shows. Like, uh, Energize wants to watch this to promote the, the talent coming through in Irish MMA. Like, I mean, like, we're looking to be the best Irish MMA podcast in, in the country and then try and move it into Europe, if not the world, but you never know. Yeah, but take I mean, like, well, that's, that's what you have to do. Man. Tack, mm. you, you yourself going into this game, making your de- debut this weekend on September the 11th uh, at EFC 89. Like, you have to go in with the intention to go all the way to the UFC to the very top, become champ, become the John Jones of the bantamweight division, or else exactly. like you're, or else like if you're not if you're not fully into anything, you're you're one step out. Exactly, yeah. Like that's actually one of the things that my dad used to actually say to me when I was younger. One of many actually, because he used to get in trouble a lot. But he also say never do anything half heartedly. Like, and like if you want something, you have to go and you have to, you have to give your all. And you, like, there's no point. Of, there's no point of you going there, like going out and trying to do something and try to be second best. Like you always want to be the best. You always want to be the top. <laughs> And like you always want to be the best, and not, and not even like not even for every for everybody else. Like you want to be the best that you can be for yourself. And now that you've put you put in all the work that you possibly can, leading up to whatever you want to be doing. And like that's why like this podcast is kind of blew up in that last world because the, the work rate that you guys have is incredible. Yeah, what's well, going to blow up now with you winning now on the weekend as well, Tack? Yeah, 100%. you. And Tack, tell us, tell, yeah. us, tell us that EFC. How did that come about? Because that's so, that's, yeah. that's much more left field sort of an entry into a pro debut than most mm-hmm. other Irish athletes. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, it, was, it was such a big opportunity. You now, getting getting get to uh, make a professional debut with a with an internationally recognised organisation like like uh, EFC. Like, it's crazy that I actually had this opportunity. But um, it came about because Carl Carl Pender, as you know, has been managing me now the last couple of years. So he got in touch with them, and um, and he kind of like just like like from going from being undefeated and in, in, uh, MMA and me to wanting to come back towards towards the Babu where I'm originally from. Like, kind of, it was literally just the perfect fit. And like, it would like. Um, before I would have thought that I would be on the Cadros and that and that, but like I think this is the be- this is the perfect fit for me now, especially for the point I am in my career. And like I think these guys are going to build me up to where I want to be, and hopefully eventually get to UFC then, because like there's some tough guys here and uh, they're, they're they're internationally recognised. I think they put a couple of guys into UFC as well, so I think this just this just played out exactly the way that it should have, and um, and I'm grateful for it. really really grateful. Yeah, Drickus Duplessis is uh, from the yeah. UFC. I think yeah. he's undefeated in the UFC at the moment. He's an absolute yeah, killer at this point. Yeah, uh, Taka. Also, like we all know, like after reading today's right up the way you you see Chris as like a father, a brother, as a coach, and like it, there's a massive team spirit in Team KF. Um, like and the new gym, it's it's been amazing things. Like one thing we have to ask you before we let you go, obviously, is like Ian Gary leaving the team. Um, mm-hmm. myself and Ross were massive. Uh, fans of Team KF and everything that's been done there, and then we were looking at the new wave of Ian going in, and obviously, like he's not part of the team anymore. Is there any, like what's what's the team been like since Ian left, or like is there anything you can sort of say or like not say obviously, or? Like, yeah, obviously, like there's a bit of adjustment period because there's a bit of shock to all of us all. But like at the end of the day, like the uh, the show goes on, the train doesn't stop, and uh, like everybody has their own careers to think about. So like the, everyone's been focusing on uh, folks themselves, and the team has really kind of kind of gone, gone from strength to strength now, and uh, especially with the younger guys coming through. So you can kind of see like this, it like. It's solid. We're every, the team is solid. Yeah, we're, we're family. So like everything's just gonna, everything like everything's just gonna move on the way that it should. 
Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you know what? We don't like to like pick sides between anything. And obviously, really? you know, there's uh, so obviously there's two sides to every story. And you know what? Yeah. Like a lot of that should be left between the people who are involved. Exactly. So yeah, exactly. I, I always uh, think that. But uh, just uh, just to finish up on that, how did you feel when Ian left the team? Because um, like, you were obviously what? friends with him before fighting. Yeah, like I was friends with him in school, yeah, and like the boss made a decision to, for for him to not be to not be there anymore, and mm-hmm. like that was like obviously like like even now like I, like I haven't talked to him, so like he's he's off in his own life, I'm off living my own life, so yeah, I have my own career to focus on and uh, wish him the best, but like he's just he's not part of the team anymore, and that's 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 that. That's the way it is. Uh, so Taki, you're competing this Saturday yeah. on UFC 89, September 11th is definitely not to be missed. Uh, can you tell the people at home or listening right now how exactly or what the situation is with Saturday and how can they tune in? Yep. So the situation with Saturday is I'm actually going to put up a post. I'm going to meet up with the matchmaker tomorrow, I think, and he's going to fill me in on uh, on the situation in the car. But I was presuming that I was because I think I was, I was meant to be the feature prelim. So I would have been on about three to four o'clock Irish time. So um, I think with a little with a little change, I might get bumped up to the main cards, which starts at four o'clock on, on pay-per-view. And um, I'll be able to get more inf- information about the pay-per-view. And you can find that on my page on Thursday. Definitely. Um, when you do get the information, definitely hit us up with a message and we'll yeah, share yeah. whatever information uh, you need shared for us. Of course, um, as always, we are always supporting Irish MMA. But uh, last thing we need from you, Taka, is we need to know how you're getting it done come this weekend. Come this weekend, there's a, there's a finish coming anyway. There's a 100% of finish coming. And like now that I've become more of a complete mixed martial artist, it could come from the ground, it could come from the feet. But um, I'm like I just I, I see I like I think I think uh, especially the four ounce gloves now I think I think the power is really going to come through and uh, you're going to see that one punch power, one punch knockout power come this Saturday because I even like I got to try on the gloves and stuff for like the promo stuff and uh, they're, they're so small and I think that's going to play such a big advantage into my into my game. But um, in terms of me predicting it, it's going to be done in the first round. But whichever whichever way they finish it, it's just going to be it's going to be up to a uh, way to fight to fight out. Basmo, you can see the excitement in his face when he's when he tried the gloves on. <laughs> the, the man's ready. For oh, yeah. I could just picture. I could just picture yeah. the session after with the three lads. You know. <laughs> oh my god! Just wait till you, I, Joe, I'm, I'm buzzing to eat. Like, because uh, we went up to Nelson Mandela Square there earlier on, and like have a big huge field hall, and I was just literally I was walking through, just like just gauging, like like men, taking little mental notes of, of what I'm going to be eating, like whenever I finish. So like, I think they have like two pizzas, is like it's like a tenner or something. So I'm going to get two pizzas. Crispy cream and then a load of beer, load of beer for me. <laughs> and uh, Taka, actually, just just uh, we're touching on that. You actually are fighting in Africa. Would it be also a goal to fight under the EFC banner in Zimbabwe at some stage? Absolutely, yeah. Like if, if I ever get the opportunity, I'm definitely going to be like I'm definitely going to jump on that straight away. But um, I think the, I'm, I'm not going to get a chance to actually go up to Zimbabwe for this fight. So I think I am. Um, if hopefully to get me back for the end of the years because my uncle and so forth after moving back from Dubai. Um, for the last couple of years, and I haven't really connected. I haven't really connected with that side of my family in a while. So uh, it's going to be good to kind of hopefully to have a shot, like to have a shot in December. But to have me on it, I'm going to fly over there with, uh, with Chris and Cole and kind of and kind of reconnect my roots as well, which is going to be which is going to be extremely extremely cool. No, I'll be unreal. That. You get them tickets and all like that would be unbelievable. Yeah, literally, like it's just because like even the way this played out, like because like I'm literally yeah. Johannesburg is about it's about forty kilometers away from Zimbabwe, so like I'm as close as I'm as close to home. Um, as I've been in like twelve years, yeah, twelve years. I'm twenty three now. So the last time I was there was was uh, when I was when I was eleven. So it's been twelve years now. So I'm literally I'm looking forward to just kind of just seeing everything, kind of just seeing my nanny and seeing my uncle, seeing my cousins and stuff like that. It's been it's been a long time. Ross, so you were you were saying as well, never underestimate the power of the Irish flag behind you as well. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Also, we really back our own and we'll be definitely back new to the hilt, Taka. Um, you know, you're going to go out there and show what seven years of hard work and dedication and put that on display in the debut. And you know what? It's the start of new beginnings for you. You know what I mean? Uh, you leave all the amateur career in the past. It, it, it's almost irrelevant, uh, except yeah. say you're undefeated in the amateur career when you stay undefeated yeah. in the pro career yeah. as well. Like all, all that stuff doesn't matter anymore. And uh, I'll, I'll give you this one as well. I have an Irish saga with Zimbabwe and Blood and and uh, I'm looking forward to coming out there and just proving everybody right and proving all my family right and everyone that support me. There you have it, Basmo. Yeah. Do you have anything else left to add in? No, that was Little Tacker. Thanks, Mel, for coming on the show. I just have to give no, a few no, couple of shout-outs as well before we wrap things up. Uh, Kelly Taylor, obviously, won over the weekend as well. And also, there was not one picture with her all the bells after. Yeah, like, what crazy, is she doing it? Look, we were searching for hours. We won't get into that. Like, with this for a different podcast. Uh, also, this <laughs> weekend as well, there is a charity boxing event going on in Galway. We just had Darren Conway and Al Foran on the show to promote it. That's on this Saturday yeah. as well. Um, and also, shout-out Will Fleury fighting this Saturday as well, and Palahan fighting on Combate Global on Friday. And, uh, we have Conrad Aronowski fighting as well from, uh, from our gym this Saturday too. They're going to feel under the radar a little bit too. But uh, Conrad's up. Conrad's back up this week and uh, he's going to smash it too. So 2-0 on the on the international scene for his KF this weekend. And yeah, he fought on EFT as well? No, he's fighting on a, on a Polish promotion called Babylon. Oh, so Tom is going to over him with another one of the lads. So, uh, so... Um, we'll definitely make sure to check that out too. <laughs> we're so back for that one, Conrad. And then uh, Taka, yeah. obviously, we're going to leave the last word to yourself because, after all, you are the energized one to star watch. of the show. Thank you very much, boys. Anyway, thanks very much for having me on, lads. I appreciate the chat, and um, I look forward to prof- look forward to winning on Saturday, and obviously showing up for the lads in back at home in Zimbabwe, back at home in Ireland too. Yeah, any sponsors as well? <laughs> obviously, Line Combat, Team KF, Team Logistics, Evolution Fitness, John Carroll. You know yourselves. So I love you guys. Thank you very much for everything you do for me. There you go. There you, there you have it, Basmo. So, guys, if you are watching this video at home, make sure to follow Tack and make sure to follow the Enjoy Show if you haven't done already. <laughs> Give it a like, leave a comment below, share it, and as always, stay, stay energized. And so, seeing you guys a couple of times, I've seen a couple of clips. I think you've done some interviews with Dylan Moran and that, but I, I, I saw. So, keep going, keep up the good work, guys.